Channel Talks. My name is Wendy Amato, and it's time to shine a spotlight on mid-level education. In this episode, Katie Johnson joins me from the Association of Mid-Level Education, AMLE. Katie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you here because there's a lot to talk about. I want to speak with you about schools of distinction. I want to talk about school leadership. I want to enjoy a huddle with our mid-level educator hats on uh, because it's a really precious grade band. Absolutely. And it's a time that we need to make sure we champion our cause and these kids, because if not us, then who's going to do it? So they really need the, this um this behind them to make sure that we reach them and get everything that they uh, they need to be successful as they move on to their high school and later careers. You're the principal of Belmont Ridge Middle School in Leesburg, Virginia. Correct, correct. So we're right outside of DC. We have about 1,100 kids, grades six, seven, and eight. Wow. How long have you been there and, and what has surprised you about the role? So I started, this is my fifth year back in 2019. So right in that year where I got my feet in the door, um, I've been in middle school for 14 years. So this is really where my heart and my passion is. I will say I started out in high school and said, I will never go to middle school. They are bananas. And anybody that teaches there is as well. But I fell in love with this age group because they are so passionate. They are so caring. They are so fun and they want to learn. Um, so I got right in in 2019, and then we shut down in March. So um, I've lived my my life and had a lot of growing experiences with our kids during that time. Um, but I just really um, love this adolescent age group just for what they offer to um, our really to us as teachers and their eagerness to learn. And um, they're just really a great, funny, fun bunch of kids to to be around. There's no question that you are student-centered in your thinking. I hear it in the way you describe your work. But I'd also like to know what kinds of colleagues you are drawn to in this mid-level world. Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade teachers are a special brunch too. Maybe describing the students as bananas is, is not uh, wide enough. <laughs> Maybe it's the teachers too. Well, our first thing we always say here at our school is we teach kids, not content. So in looking to staff our building, that's really important for me as a school leader to find staff that is really in it for kids this age, because we know that we are really looking at the whole child and making sure not only we are providing that academic growth, but also that social, emotional, and behavioral growth really in that one package. So I'm always looking for someone who, like myself, is going to be student-focused but can really um, understand this age group, roll with the punches. Um, as a middle school leader and a middle school teacher, you really have to not take things personally. You know, you need to be able to put yourself in the shoes of these students because we were all once 10, 11, 12. And think about how challenging that is on so many levels and also what they have today in, you know, 2023 looking at you know, social media and some of these other things that we really didn't or I didn't have to contest with when I was a kid. So I'm looking for someone who is not only knowledgeable about content, but wants to be in this age group. Um, we consistently say here, we are not the farm team for the high school. Um, and as a, as a leader, it's my job, you know, to create the best experience for kids. And if there's somebody who finds out, you know, middle school is not their thing and that's not their passion, as a leader, I always work to get them to where they need to be as a teacher, if it's elementary or high school or upper education, that they do find that passion. 
If you could help a fellow administrator think of three important things to ask when recruiting a new teacher into the middle school environment, what might you offer as advice? So our first question always is why middle school? You know, when we're looking at the openings, I always want to know their background of why are you picking this specific age? What is drawing you to this um, peculiar and wonderful age group? Um, I want to know what your student center classroom might look like. So what would a day in the life of you of a middle school teacher look like? And what would that experience be for students? Um, and then I also want to know what their, um, what could they give back to the school community? I think that's always something that's important to, to ask is how are you going to give back to the greater, um, the greater school? Because we know that learning doesn't just take place in the classroom. It takes place within the walls of the building. So how are you going to give back to that school culture? I'm so happy to hear that and appreciative because the community is looking for partnership with the schools. It's not just that the schools need to draw from community resources, but there's a there's an energy that goes back and forth where we really can partner and collaborate with our with our community. Absolutely. And we were really fortunate. I'm just thinking of something that we had last night is we always want to make sure every part of our community feels um, that they have a voice. And we had our EL parents, our families for our English learners yesterday, they were with us last night. You know, we take a lot of things for granted that we think, you know, just because um, we run a school a certain way, our parents might need just that little bit extra to know uh, what a school day looks like or what resources we have available. So it was exciting. We had our families last night um, that English is not their first language and kind of went through who are the important people here and what do I do if I have a problem and what services are here so you know reaching out to our community and saying we want that partnership we want to work together. EL communities are um, needing more than just a, a document to be translated into a, a heritage language there really are some cultural differences in how education looks and feels and sharing that so everyone can be successful. Gosh, it's gotta be rewarding. It is very rewarding. And I think um, to kind of talk with that too, as a leader, it's really important to stress that to your teachers and to your faculty. So we focus a lot of our work around equity and in that piece, making sure that we're culturally responsive in our classroom so that every student and we like to say each and every, not all students, each and every student has that place and that voice within our learning community. Well, you had a special event just last night for that. You Recently, you've been at another special event. AMLE had their 50th. How was that? Oh, AMLE is such a near and dear organization to my heart. So the Association for Middle Level Education, I've had the opportunity to go to their conference since I was a wee baby teacher um, probably 15 years ago. Um, and I'm loved them ever since. So they just celebrated their 50th anniversary here, um, right outside of DC at National Harbor. So that was wonderful. They've started a schools of distinction program where they recognize really outstanding middle schools throughout the nation. So this was their second year with that. And then also the opportunity to hear from some great featured speakers in the um, realm of middle school, um, social emotional learning, writing, as well as see masters in the field, people who are boots on the ground, really sharing their breakout sessions on all different things in terms of literacy and looking at equity and looking at computer science. I always come back with so many amazing ideas and I'm so impressed by the wealth of knowledge of our educators across the nation. Let's talk a little bit more about schools of distinction. And I'm 
encouraging you to brag a little bit here <laughs> because it's under your leadership that your school was recognized as an inaugural AMLE School of Distinction. Tell me about it. Absolutely. So I appreciate that. So we had the great opportunity last year um, in applying for AMLE Schools of Distinction. We do some really amazing things here to support our students and our community. So we said, you know, let's kind of figure this out and let's let's apply for this and let's give ourselves some kudos because um, there's really wonderful things happening in terms of um, the professional development that we lead around the 18 essential characteristics of adolescence, which are the core of um, AMLE's message of what we need to instill um, skills and supports for our middle level learners. So we wanted to highlight some of those things. We had the opportunity to do a virtual site visit with some leaders in the middle school world. And it was great to get their feedback and talk to the admin, talk to our families, talk to our counselors, and most importantly, talk to our kids. Um, but it was a really rigorous process to go through. We had a staff evaluation, which as a leader is, gives you such great feedback. And at the same time, you know, being honest, you're like, oh, what, what are they gonna share? What are they gonna say? But being transparent and collaborative with your staff is so important. So. We got great feedback on the things that were going really well um, and things that we can continue to, to grow in that field. Um, one thing that we're really proud of of our, our business partnerships, so we continue to grow that. So uh, we were chosen with um, 12 other schools across the country last year as the inaugural class of um, Schools of Distinction for AMLE and had a wonderful time at their, um, their conference last year in Orlando. And then this year, round two, um, they looked at a new class of schools uh, and they were uh, inaugurated, if you will, into the class, the next class of distinction um, at this conference. I've also, as a school leader, had the opportunity to serve now as an evaluator to get to evaluate the new school. So that's a great role to see all of Congratulations. Yeah, it's been wonderful and being able to support those schools. Um, so now we have, you know, 23 model schools that if other middle schools are looking for ideas or feedback, we're here to support because we are a larger learning community and we're all here to, to help our kids at this age level grow. If I'm correct, the Schools of Distinction full title is Schools of Distinction and Continuous Improvement. Absolutely, yeah. So it's not a one and done, which I think is a great, um, a great thing about this accolade because we always wanna be striving to do better. You know, we are always saying the enemy of great is good. You know, we always want to keep moving forward and kids are changing and times are changing. So we, what may have been, you know, the best research or the best things in, you know, four years ago may not be what's meeting the needs of our kids four years later. So it's a four-year cycle where you have to show what continuous improvement and things um, you've done and then reapply for that, um, accolade four years later. So we are kind of right in the middle of that right now. So just we're working on um, just making that experience even better for kids. What does it mean to be a national school to watch? Oh, that's, yeah, it's really, it's really impressive. You know, sometimes we take those things for granted, but um, we are a national school to watch in that we've been recognized by the acceleration um it's the National Forum for Acceleration for Middle Schools. Um, so we've been recognized that we are a school that is socially equitable. Um, we're academically excellent. We have great organizational structures to support our kids. Um, and we focus on equity. So 
um, Belmont Ridge has been redesignated in this process four times. So we are going on 12 years. So um, similar to schools of distinction, you are need to focus on those areas and share the things that we're doing within those areas. So for example, um, if we're looking at academically rigorous, we're saying we're um, involving students in PBL projects and personalized learning and um, targeted instruction and giving them amazing digital resources to use. When we are looking at our social emotional well-being of students, we have a unified mental health team. We're providing, you know, lessons for our students on how on how to um, work together and collaborate and be creative. Um, and then making sure those things every um, four years or rather three years, we're reassessing those. Um, and moving forward. So that itself is a really rigorous process and we're excited to be part of that as, as well. Is there something that you're especially proud of in your school leader role? Um, I think what I'm probably most proud of is developing other leaders. That's something that I really have a passion for. Um, and I work really hard to provide those professional learning opportunities for staff um, to help them grow. Also, you know, push, push them harder, you know, put them in tough situations where they can grow, you know, in a, in a safe space. But I think that's really, really important. But um, I always feel like everyone that works in a leadership role in my building should be able to, if I'm not here, the building needs to run without me. It is not, I am not, the end all be all. So to make sure that they are well-rounded um, to help make sure that they have good judgment. Um, and again, the biggest thing, I know I've said it multiple times, but being at this level, that they're in it for this level and for kids. So, you know, developing those skills, being, um, I'm a big fan of Brene Brown and I always say clear is kind. So if there's something as a leader that they need to work on, that's that's okay. We all have things that we're always, we're always a work in progress, but clear is kind. So as a leader, I think you need to have those courageous and open conversations. You know, this is something that I really would like for you to work on. I am totally sure that you can do it. Let me provide the supports to help you reach that next level. Let me ask a, a similar question, but I'm going to flip it upside down. Sure. Is there is there anything that worries you or makes you feel nervous or insecure? Is there anything scary about being a school leader the way you are? Um, oh, it is. You know, so it's an awesome responsibility. You know, being a school leader, being a principal, especially, it's like running a community, a, a small town. It's not, you know, you think about, you know, I'm just going to be doing evaluations, and, but there's so many layers to it. So it is an awesome responsibility, which I don't take lightly. Um, first and foremost, like for us here is as a leader, my biggest um, thing that I focus on is safety, making sure kids feel safe here, physically safe, yes. emotionally safe, and academically safe. Those are the big things. So um, I think the totality of it can be really um, scary, but we, we've had a lot of transition over the last couple of years with COVID and um, being in a virtual setting and then a hybrid setting and then back to uh, our in-person classes. And a lot of people are focusing so much on the learning loss and that fear of how do, what are we going to do moving forward? And I just think about, think of the situation we were dealt and how much our kids learned and grew despite that. So um, as much as, you know, 
I have my, my worries, my concerns. Sometimes I also have so much faith in this next generation. You know, they are amazing, amazing kids who have lived through a, hopefully a once in a lifetime challenge. And they're going to, they have really, you know, maneuvered through that and worked through that. So, um, and kids are just so resilient. So I, I have a lot of optimism. Um, I'm the ever optimist because I just, I always want to assume positive things and see the good in people. Help me finish by thinking about how AMLE supports educators to be their best selves. So AMLE really is the foremost, really the only one I turn to, quite frankly, when I think of middle-level education Mm -hmm. um, and supporting middle-level educators. What's so wonderful is that they have such a myriad of resources. Um, If you're struggling with something, you know, one of the first things I'll do is, you know, I'm really struggling with this idea. I'll pop on their website. They have a variety of articles, webinars, all sorts of things that can help me kind of jumpstart my thinking. They partner with, you know, podcasts, which is amazing to have those opportunities. They have, um, you know, set speakers will do sessions. So I think that's really nice having um, that online community and that resource where if you're stuck, you don't feel like you're isolated somewhere. I, you know, I need that. I can't get past my own mind. I can go kind of research something and look at that topic. Um, they're always on the forefront of new ideas and new technology and um, partner, like I said before, partnering with all different organizations to create um, those spaces for educators to have the tools at their fingertips that they that they need. And one of the great things too they do is they um, they bring in school leaders like myself around the country to work with other teams um, for us to grow in our own, but to help grow other teams and create that network of people. That so I network, can't, that network, that's just the right, the right one. Cause they get it. They do. <laughs> they and know middle so, school. It's so amazing because I feel comfortable really calling anybody, not only on the AMLE board, but there are people at this past conference that I'm like, Oh, I need your phone number. I need your email. You know, and that's that person that you can call and say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I have this great idea and they can say, run with it or don't do that. That's not not the right thing to do, but a great, you know, thought partner because um, education is hard um, and we all want to do well. So I just am always blown away um, with the support that they give, the connections they help make and the resources they provide. Katie, thank you for being a thought partner, for being a collaborator, for helping others to find resources. I appreciate it. Awesome. It was wonderful speaking with you today. To our fellow educators, thank you, each of you, for enjoying this conversation. If you'd like to explore topics that Katie and I discussed today, please check out the show notes at teachingchannel.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe on whatever listening app you use. Go middle schoolers. I'll see you again soon for the next episode. Thanks for listening.